One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes, even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! One, two, three, four! In the midst of the season's first international break, we've had the opportunity to take a bit of time away from the day-to-day of Manchester City this week to focus elsewhere. We've been talking lately about the size of the squad and if there's enough cover, but that will start to look a bit better when players return from injury. And we're going to focus on one of those players in particular today because his story at City is quite interesting indeed. This is Let Me Talk. I'm David Mooney. With me is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee. Hello, Sam. Hello, all right? Yeah, not bad, sir, not bad. Um, we had a question a while ago, didn't we, asking about redemption arcs at City and uh, with, with yes. this player in particular. So uh, today's episode is going to be all about John Stones. It is. Um, yeah, in terms of like stepping away from the day-to-day of City, we do that with details as well. And yeah, we did want like two weeks of, although I suppose people would enjoy it, like two weeks of like four detail shows. So we thought we'd do a player focus. We did the Grealish one in the summer. Um, and we thought stones would make a lot of sense. I probably should have started with uh, an explanation of why I sound like this. Um, <laughs> and basically, I've just got a sore throat from sleeping with a fan on for like a week. Good. So that's all that is. Um, after we did the, the Cole Palmer transfer special, we got an email saying, like, great show, but it was really annoying because one of you was sniffing the whole time. And I was like, yeah, sorry about that. You want to try living with me? Like, my wife's <laughs> living. Um, I sneezed more in like 36 hours than I think I have done in the last five years. Good. But it was great, to be fair. I really enjoyed it. Better than this, not being able to speak and <laughs> sounding like this, but we'll get we'll get through it. Also, we'll we'll keep a lot of the audio to um, Stones, Pep and, and you, um, and I'll, I'll chip in now and again and okay. we'll get through it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, so I didn't realise I was taking the lead all of a sudden, but there we go. Um, well, I mean, you, I mean you, you've, you've got your own thoughts on Stones, like everyone listening, so yeah, I'm sure yeah. people are happy to hear them. Yeah, um, I, that's, it's a fascinating story um, because he was ultimately very, very crucial towards the back end of last season and the way that City were playing. Um, a couple of years ago, he was very, very nearly out the door. Um, and then there was, like, we, we go back right back to the start and there was uh, there were very, very high hopes for him uh, when he arrived. Um, signed on the 9th of August 2016 in Guardiola's first season, so it was before the season kicked off. In my head, he'd signed after the season had started and he was a late one in the August window. But no, he, he played the opening game against Sunderland. Um, and Sam, there was this kind of, there was a feeling that he was a, a sort of natural fit for what Guardiola expects of defenders, wasn't there, from the off? Yeah, that's that's how I remember it. Um, there was a bit of mistrust around him, I think. But if I'm going to try and sum up certainly what I remember the reaction to be, it was basically, well, he's a bit of a maverick, this kid. He overplays it a lot. Not really sure about that sort of thing in English football. Um, but, you know, if anyone can sort him, sort him out or, well, yeah, sort him out, it was Pep. But then I guess there was this was also at a time when there was probably a little bit, not majorly, but it's probably a little bit of, oh well, we'll see if Pep can cut it in England. So yeah. I, I think I seem to remember there might have been a little bit of like, or maybe he just indulges him 
and you know they both end up shit and see how that went but like, like I say I, I I don't think there was too much of that going around but I kind of vaguely remember it my memory um, of that was is, is fairly similar to yours then in that case because I, I remember it being a case of um, you'd have I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go in on one pundit in particular, but there was a, a quite quite a famous thing by Stan Collymore, wasn't there, about um, uh, Pep's going to leave with his tail between his legs if he thinks he can defend like this in in England. And John Stones was the embodiment of that in in many yeah. respects. He was the one that like you can't you can't like get your defending done first, and then you can start passing it after that. None of this kind of passing it beforehand. Mm. Um, and focusing on on the build up, and it kind of all built into that what is tackles sort of thing. Um, and I'm going to play a clip now. I'm going to start with uh, with this from uh, Guardiola because uh, it, it's it's almost the perfect place to start around all that skepticism. And this came a lot later in the season than I remember, but but you'll know it instantly when I play it. John Stone had more personality than all of us here together in this room, more balls than everyone here, guys. So and I like that place. I love. With under pressure, the people criticize him, the people say, well, he went there and play again and want to play when we talk, when we talk. So I am delighted to have John. With all his huge and amount of mistakes they have, I love him. I love this kind of guys with this personality. Because it's not easy to play central defender with this, uh, this, uh, with this manager. It's not easy. All the managers defend there, headache, long balls, channel, channel. You have to defend 40 metres behind and make a build-up. So it's not easy. That was after the one-all draw with Liverpool in March. I thought mm. it came... like I, I was thinking that would be after the Chelsea game. So, you know, when they lost 3-1 at the Etihad, I thought it was that early yeah. in the season. Um, but it was a lot later. And I, I, I kind of... It, it, it's in amongst the whole, like, what is tackles and the kind of the defending sort of side of things. Um, I love the little backhanded compliment that, you know, I love John Stones with all his mistakes. Um, but, like, it, it just kind of shows where the narrative was at at the time, doesn't it? Well, massively so because I just I googled as well to see when it was, and like it's a link to the Independent. Actually, um, you could probably imagine who wrote it <laughs> um, before. Anyway, um, it said so. It's got the quote. It said said Guardiola as his formation was questioned following City's one-one draw with Liverpool, and that was a few days after they'd gone out of the Champions League to Monaco. Yeah. So it was. I mean, it's got all the ingredients because he also said that game was one of the proudest games of his career because of how they reacted after the Monaco game and so it's got all the that is like Guardiola roulette isn't it because that there's a, there's a massive element of fuck off don't question this kid in it yeah um, there's the like, kind of disingenuine like response to like a performance or something but there's also like you'd say in terms of where the narrative was at this was peak I mean one thing I remember crystal clear um, from this season not so much, you know, the narrative around Stones when he joined, but this was peak. They haven't improved since Pellegrini territory. Yeah. That was that was the shout. And I remember doing an article. I wish I could find it now, saying, "Oh, have you? Are you all mental?" It, it was absolutely mad. And then, yeah, like formation questioned. Uh, let me let me say, the Catalan again selected a hugely attacking lineup with just Yaya Torre as a holding midfielder. Okay, that sounds fucking mental, doesn't it? <laughs> and it led to a lot of Liverpool breaks and Stones having to step in for two crucial challenges as well as Guardiola offering an effusively positive appraisal of his 22-year-old defender. So 22 as 22 well. 22, he's a kid. Like, he's an absolute child. Yeah, that is mad, isn't it? Um, obviously, the other the other thing, if we're just going to go back to like the whole early stones, was just 
Goodison going mental when he did like a, a Cruyff turn in his own box. That was that was kind of that's what summed him up, wasn't it? That's how yeah. kind of he was known for doing like overplaying it and, and stuff like that. Um, and then yeah, he comes to City. It's widely considered to not be working the whole Guardiola thing. Um, I don't even remember him playing particularly well or badly in this game. Um, but I mean, the funny thing with Stones, and I guess one of the reasons we're doing this is when you think about like an arc of City players. And obviously, at the end of last season, I was doing a lot on Grealish and so many, so many mentions of other players who have come into City and struggled at first, but then flown. I was always like, I can't put stones in a box. Yeah, like you've got Diaz yeah, yeah, and yeah. Haaland and Alvarez who have flown from the start, and you've got Rodri and Mares and Sane and Grealish and Cancelo and all these who take their time. I couldn't put stones in a box because he was just kind of all, all right, right for yeah. a few years, and then a bit of a. It just seemed to be petering out, obviously, and nearly left. And then, obviously, he's been unbelievable. Um, but even in between that nearly leaving and being unbelievable now, he was in the team, then out when Laporte got back in, then in again. So he's been a bit all over the place in terms of up and down. Um, but, yeah, um, uh, you can tell with Pep. I was talking, I was with a coach earlier on, not at City, but with a coach earlier on just talking about Pep and stuff. You can tell where he is with players based on what he says publicly. You know, like it was the old Sane stuff. Mm. Like you go, oh, Leroy Sane's great, isn't he? And then he'd go, no, actually, he needs to do this, this and this. And like he spent two years saying Grealish is doing exactly what he wants him to do. And then this season, he was like out of nowhere, said he needs to be, he needs that more attacking brilliance in the final third. Because he now feels like, well, okay, you've done it. So you, you know what you're doing. So you, you don't need me to hold, hold your hand anymore. Yeah. And I feel like with Stones, especially in that first season, as you can see with this, that was the major, like, no, come on, I, I'm going to, I'm going to support you forever. Like, you, I, I do believe in you. Like, let's do it. Um, and then I think we'll, we'll probably be able to touch on that again later on, kind of as that relationship changed. But first season, not 22 years old. Um, 22 is mad, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised because you just kind of you just take it for granted, really. The responsibility um, that he had at that age as well, like coming into a team that... Well, none of the like, team got it, did they, really? No, no, no. But it, it's not even that. It's it's the idea that um, the manager who is going to come in and just change this team entirely... Like, Guardiola wanted Stones. Like, he'd seen yeah, Stones yeah. and wasn't... Like, that, like that, the pressure of knowing that you're that guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think Stones is... He's never... A, I don't want to say he's not the most mentally strong, but I, I do think at times he has struggled with that. And in fact, one of the things I do remember, uh, particularly from the early seasons, is that, you know, people around Pep, they were like, well, the team's got to learn in bad moments, like drink the poison, as he, as he says, yeah. and just like shake it off and move on. But they would say that him, Stones, and who else? I think it, I've got Otamendi in my mind, but I don't think he was like that. I think he was just somebody who had to like sort it out and be more consistent. <laughs> I think I think it was Walker and Otamendi who they wanted to be more consistent. Um, Stones, I can't remember who else, but it was basically like, look, don't dwell on a mistake. Don't like let it ruin you because like it'll throw you off your game, and then you know that's that game out the window, and then you'll dwell on that for a few days. Like you just need to get on with it. Dust um, yourself down. And Stones, yeah. Stones never. I mean, I remember when the Athletics started. I was, I was speaking to his agent. And obviously, 
I mean, look, I think the Athletic's got a generally quite good reputation. Like, whenever I've been around the world, people are like, oh, yeah, the Athletic, like, all the journalists and stuff, like, oh, yeah, it's really, like, well thought of. So that's, that's obviously great. But at the start, it was really, like, you know, people in the game, which I hope they still have, but they were like, okay, yeah, you want to do this differently, you want to do this more in depth, yeah, okay. So I was speaking to Stones' agent, which isn't easy by any means. And I said to him, and he was like, look, call me back at the end of the transfer window, we'll have more time on. But like, what are you after kind of thing? And I was like, well, and I was saying, I went, and Pep, you know, Pep thinks that, you know, when he makes a mistake, he, he, sort of, he sort of gets his head down a bit like has he improved on that and he like kind of cut me off and he was like if you look at like the Optus stats like I feel like errors leading to goals so this would have been summer 2019 mm. he was like he hasn't he hasn't made one in like two seasons or whatever and I was like I'm not say, I'm not saying he's like making mistakes <laughs> left right and centre it's just but that was it, it was, I never got to speak to him again um, and that's like that's just a kind of it's a kind of example of um, how difficult it can be speaking to people in football. Yeah. Um, but that, just that, also like, this is a bit of a tangent, but like, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ass kissing that goes on with agents and stuff. And, you know, it's like, oh, I can't believe your boy's on the bench again today, all that bollocks. But you know what I'm like? I'll always be like, well, <laughs> like I can see I can see why they did it or, you know, Pep wants this. <laughs> and I, I don't think people always appreciate it too much. Click, click. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that, but, that was definitely one thing that like Pep thought Stones needed to to improve. Um, that was one thing. But like like I say, by mentioning like Artemendi and Walker, obviously Walker was the season after, and this was going into like I think it was even like twenty nineteen. Yeah, that that kind of early twenty nineteen actually. So obviously it was kind of fresh in my mind by the summer when I spoke to his agent. Um, but like I say, it was difficult to kind of nail him down because in fact, in fact, twenty twenty seventeen the start of the 100-point season, the nightmare scenario was if anything happens to company and anything happens to Mendy, they're in big trouble. Mm. And then him and Otamendi were unreal, weren't they? Yeah. But for like two, three months, which when you when you think about it now, it doesn't, that's not a lot, is it? Like two, three months isn't a lot. But give, considering I don't think too much was expected of either of them, they were unbelievable. And then he did his hamstring at Leicester, didn't he? Yeah, so. this 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 was... I was going to kind of roll that season and the following season into kind of a nice little package because um, what they had in common was Stones started the season really, really well alongside whoever it was in, in the centre of, of defence, occasionally company, occasionally Otamendi, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, pulls his hamstring at Leicester. And I, I remember that one feeling... Um, I, I didn't feel like he was injury prone at that stage. I didn't feel like there was a like the, there was a, a, a real problem. Um, well, I've been back then. Um, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and I, I remember like actually being a little bit offended on his behalf that the Leicester fans cheered when he went down, and like I got quite quite like riled up by that. Um, right. okay. And then like that was on the 18th of November. He didn't return for City until the 2nd of January. So he missed a couple of months there, about six, six, eight weeks or so. Um, then goes away on international duty for England on the 27th of March, uh, picks up a head injury and, and, and misses the run-in. Returns on the 6th of May, the oh. day City lifted the trophy against Huddersfield. Yes. Um, He's barely done a run-in in his life, has he? If you look yeah, at his career. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, like he he missed the entirety of that run-in. By the time he came back into the team, they'd already won the league. And then he came back into the team for the day that they that they lifted the trophy. Um, the season after, 18-19, uh, it was the same. He started the season um, mm. quite well and, and was performing well. And then when the running came around, he, he was barely in it. He was just he, yeah, was, yeah, he, yeah. he was the substitute that was coming on to see out games. He came on against uh, Leicester in the 89th minute, against Burnley in the 83rd minute, and against Palace in the 87th minute. All games that were really tight. 
Um, and the catalyst to that was he, he lost his place in the team when he went off injured against Bournemouth. You know that Mares one nil when it was when Bournemouth didn't have a like had like ten touches in City's half. Um, yes, he went off injured in that game and then missed a month of the season because of it. And then it just yeah. it, it just it just couldn't get in the team at the crucial time. And it was generally through injury that did it. Yeah, it was. Um, so in terms of Pep um, and his kind of looking after him in the public. There's always, I think he always kind of has done, but there has always been, even like recently, like I think if you go back within the last 12 months and it's been at a time when he's praising Stones, he will always throw in a little comment about him not being fit. Um, and like that's that's gone on. There's a lot of times. So 1920, I mean, the running was slightly different then, wasn't it? But he wasn't in the team. Yeah, there was no running. Before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there wasn't in the team before that, which I think we'll, we'll come to in more detail, but then he was he was injured when the games came back. He was he wasn't really around the year after, um, when in the season when he was really good again, when City yeah. had the turnaround and won twenty four games in a row. He wasn't really around for that. Um, and of course, like when we talk about Laporte playing through injury last year, because Stones wasn't around for that either. So like he's he's not really even when he's like had this resurgence because you'd probably say the last two or three years he's been really good. Obviously this. This year, last season, it's been in particular brilliant. But that is that has been a a big thing, um, and it's something that Guardiola has always mentioned and always kind of it's frustrated him about him. And like I remember writing, a, I think I might have done a story even it was like April about him being really good in midfield. Oh, I don't know. There, there was it was either March and it was a, a general John Stones thing, and then I did the April one about him being really good in midfield. But I remember saying, like, he's, he's an unbelievable player and like, now he's now he's doing this and he's doing unbelievably well. But the issue that Guardiola's always had with him and gave like a recent example, so that would have been this year, is he always gets injured. And then there was, I mean, he missed he missed February as well yeah. this year. I think- so maybe, that, maybe it was that. In fact, that was it because I remember using examples from the Wolves game because he was just cropping up all over the place. You know, he was really pushing on. Yeah. We kind of didn't really, we did, kind of didn't really notice the going into midfield thing, but he was cropping up all over the place. And I remember saying, look, he's cropping up everywhere. Look at some of these examples. If there's one thing, it's that he's injured. Um, and then he got injured and, with a hamstring injury. Um, so that is, that is definitely part of the whole story as well. Coming up after a short ad break, there'll be a lot more chat about John Stones. And we'll find out if Sam's voice can hold out. See you then. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free, and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy, and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. I want to caveat the um, the 2021 season running um, because uh, I, I think that running is slightly different because he was, it, obviously, when he formed that partnership oh, yeah, with Diaz... The season was done, wasn't it? Yeah, the season was done. And he, he wasn't in the Premier League team, but he was in the Champions League team. And that was the team that was then, yeah. you know, playing yeah. Dortmund, playing That's PSG good. and... and Play, eventually losing to Chelsea, but it was it was a case of Guardiola switched his his focus because the Premier League was won, 
And yeah, that, no, that is absolutely right. As, as a result, Stones kind of had his focus switch. So he, so he, he kind of was in that running, but it was a different competition. It wasn't wasn't the same mm-hmm. competition. Um, and uh, I obviously I looked at the data as well for uh, the twenty one twenty two season um, because he did get injured in that running, uh, and he returned for the Villa game on the final day. Um, and that was uh, that was that was his first game back in. Uh, I think it was a, it was um, possibly a couple of months by that stage. Um, well, he got so, rushed back, didn't he, against Real Madrid? Yeah, went off injured, at right back, and that's when Fernandinho went right back, and kind of the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we have to then kind of move into what happened in in twenty nineteen twenty because yeah. um, him and Otamendi basically had that awful game at Norwich. Um, it, yeah, yeah it, it's known as the Otamendi game, um, but Stones was, I mean, he was quite the accomplice in that game as well. Um, all compounded again by the fact that the week after he picked up a thigh injury in training. That was in the September. He played 10 more Premier League games uh, with one more spell out injured before lockdown the following March. And it just kind of shows just how out of the team he was at that stage. Yeah, well, there was the... The Spurs game, when he wasn't in the squad at all, and Eric Garcia played. Now, again, slight tangent. I was kind of... In the in the way that I'm generally like, well, if Pep thinks it's right, then I'm going to roll with it. And if it's not, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out after. But who am I to question? I was very much a kind of, well, let's see what Eric Garcia can do. And, you know, he was a, he was a really <laughs> nice lad, intelligent lad. Um, I kind of saw the... I saw the, the kind of the good qualities and also tried to take into account that it was a bad season for City. Like nobody, no, no centre back was thriving yeah, that yeah, year. Because yeah. um, for the reasons we always talk about. Um, so I tried to bear that in mind. But like, yeah, Garcia was playing. Um, Stones um, wasn't in the squad at all for that Spurs game. And that's where a lot of the questions were. But also, like, that was partly like private life as well. Because he's, he's gone, he went through like a breakup with his girlfriend. But like, she's given her opinions and her side of the story to like a newspaper a couple of years ago saying like how he kind of treated her as well. Um, and that was quite messy. I, I remember, I think it was maybe in Lewin Pohl's book. Oh, I don't know, actually, it wasn't, that. it would have been the season before. Maybe it was just them that told me. So there we go. Um, but I think he had a, I think he had a court, he had some kind of court, not court case or court appearance, but it was just a kind of like, it was something related to like the separation from his partner. Yeah. Um, so, and it was just like a kind of different, like, Guardiola was like, let's let's give this kid some some time away. Oh no, that's a kid. Like, just just give him give him some time away. Um, but also, when it comes back to like Guardiola's treatment of him in the media, he never really like you could tell things weren't right, but he never fully like threw down the gauntlet or no, no, no. slagged him off or raised any kind of thing, that even in the way that he does with his injury. And he does, or he has done with Foden, like a couple of years ago, he'd always kind of say, oh, he needs to kind of make sure his private life's a bit like quieter. Or even in the way with Walker in May or whenever it was, when he was like, he can't play in this way that we want. Like, it's true, he, he couldn't he couldn't go into midfield like Stones has, but like, he didn't have to say it, did he? But he obviously did. Yeah. For his kind of, his particular way of man management with Walker, but like he never, he never really like gave up on Stones publicly. But that's probably because he, I think, I think it's because he just thought I'm not sure he could 
handle this at the time when there was a lot going on otherwise as well because that was around the League Cup final against Villa which we've talked about and yeah. he made that mistake when City were comfortable in the game and he made the mistake and I remember thinking that might be his last game for City yeah. like he's done he's done this lad I think like Guardiola's um, well patience with him is kind of wearing thin there was a game against Palace earlier in like, in like January and like Palace scored early City were like throwing the kitchen sink at them turned it around for 2-1 and then fucking conceded again at the end, which was like the most that season thing ever. But I remember Stones just kind of looked beleaguered and Guardiola was just always like, not like bollocking him, but just like, do this, do that. And I was like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he needs that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure yeah. he needs that kind of constant shouting and stuff. And that was a difficult period that he has kind of since talked about. And I remember at the time thinking, yeah, like I say, he might, he might, he might leave. And also I wasn't necessarily bothered. Like I wasn't thinking... And this is probably that like, I didn't I didn't spot in him what what is there now, but because like he'd never done a run into that point, and he'd had a good run in the team, but then it would always come unstuck because of injuries and stuff. I just thought, well, and also like some of the stuff about away from the pitch and the whole situation going on around him. I was like, well, it just feels like the right kind of thing, you know, for him to go. I don't feel like City would necessarily miss him and let's just crack. And he wasn't in the team. Let's crack on. And the way football works. FC. Yeah, you see the way football works and the way that it, it just kind of, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't work at a club. And Stones was very much in that in that position where he could have he could have moved somewhere else and been a, a roaring success. And that's just how it is. And everyone goes, well, why did City sell him? It's like, just because of that situation at that time, it just wasn't going to work, and it was just never going to work in that in that setup. Um, and oh, I mean, obviously, we know with the benefit of hindsight that it did work, and it's and it's going well. Um, but let's—I mean, let, you rest your voice for a minute because I've got some more Guardiola Cheers. to play. Um, uh, you mentioned Eric Garcia being comfortably ahead of him in the pecking order, um, and this was uh, what Guardiola was was saying after the game at Spurs, where Stones didn't even make the bench. Um, it was actually ahead of the following game against West Ham. Um, Guardiola was asked about Stones in the light of Euro 2020 at the end of the season. Euro 2020 at that point was still yet to be postponed. Um, so uh, this is what Guardiola said. What I want is he goes to the national team because it's, my opinion about him is it's the same with his good points and the, and the, the points has to improve because it's simple as young, young, young central defender. But in the same time, they had to take the decisions to be honest with me. And I know it's not easy for him, and I selected Eric because it's simple as that. He played really well the games he played, really well. And Sheffield United and and teams like in moments tough for the Christmas times, and he will always be there. And since then, didn't play much. And I want to be involved with that. It's not about any particular reason. I don't want it. Of course, he, I want, but not just John and all the... Players can be selected for the national team for the Euro, but of course we think about every day, take decisions for tomorrow, for the day that today, not for, you know, for the future. And they have to play, you know, here and as best as possible is the best way to after that go to the national team. So that was um, in between the uh, Spurs and West Ham games. Uh, the West Ham game, I think, was City's last home game before football got suspended. Um, Obviously, the pandemic happens, lockdown happens, and in many ways, there's the opportunity for a, a fresh start when um, project restart happens. But of course, Stones was—I think he was carrying an injury at that stage as well. Still, um, this was uh, Guardiola responding to a question in one of the early project restart games. Um, I think it was ahead of Newcastle um, about where John Stones was at and kind of what his position was in the squad. We cannot forget he didn't make a preseason, so after two or three. 
training sessions he got injured and he would not train until last uh, week and I saw Eric and I incredible well together against Arsenal in the other games and I want to give us uh, more minutes to them for the you know to play together this was the reason why John struggled struggled for uh, with his injuries and after we come back you have to combine the routines and when the rhythm is already there for the open for yourself you need a little bit more time and that's why these last games I want I saw Eric and I'm in a good uh, conditions I need time in minutes because it was one year off and after lockdown and take the rhythm we need to, uh, you know, play minutes. And that's why I decided the last games, when they were together, they were able to play. And because there are two guys that, especially Eric, doesn't, doesn't make mistakes. Again, against Southampton, he doesn't make one mistake defensively. This is what we want. And then later in that same press conference, he was asked about Stones' future at City. Specifically, he was asked about a comment that he'd made a few seasons earlier, uh, where he'd said something like, uh, as long as he, as in Guardiola, was at the club, Stones would be as well. Uh, and the question was simply, is that still the case? I said many times, I continue to say, I'm more than delighted with John Stones. As a person, and as a professional, and everything. So what I want is the best for him. But at the end of the season, we're going to speak about what's going to happen because sometimes it's my wishes, it's not the wishes for the player or wishes for other situations for the club. So like when you hear it in that context, Sam, and when Guardiola says about not having a pre-season, what he means is the pre-season ahead of the return for uh, football because they did like a second yes. pre-season. Um, but it, it just it kind of illustrates what you were saying about um, like Guardiola's not mincing his words there with Stones, but at the same time he's not throwing him completely under the bus. No, it's just kind of it, I don't know. It's it's basically yeah. Look, this is one it's course. No hard feelings to the lad, but this is where it's at. I've got to be honest. City, <laughs> City, not suited to you, pal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's that basically. But it's not like he's not called him Mister Stones, has he? You know, it's not that. Um, and it's not the kind of the Sane stuff just when it was always like oh yeah he's brilliant isn't he he goes why didn't you see this isn't this it is just kind of like yeah okay like we, we've we tried but this might be this might be where it is now this might be best for everyone kind of thing um, but again you mentioned that earlier about you know he, he could have left and people would go oh you know why why didn't City keep him because he's thrived elsewhere but it's weird with those kind of signings because Obviously, in the end, Sterling and Jesus did go, but there was a lot of seasons, and I'll probably put stones in that bracket as well, where if they hadn't played well, like they're not going anywhere because they haven't played well. Nobody really, like the teams who would want them, because they're still obviously a massive upgrade, couldn't afford them. So, like Everton would obviously want to sign Sterling, but like he's not going to Everton, you know, he's not that bad. And the teams that he would want to go to wouldn't want him because he just had a bad season, and also he's expensive. So it's just very difficult for those to happen. And it's kind of like, I mean, I'm just thinking this because it's ended up where Laporte's been. But like, you know, if Stones had been in that situation this summer, you just think it's the most likely option Saudi Arabia again. Like just, be, just because back then there was nothing, there was, there was, I don't know what there would have been that would have been right for him. Mm. Like The, the rumour the rumor was always Newcastle the were, at the time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. but he, he didn't but want like, to go. But Newcastle yeah. at the time, that would have been a like, that would have been awful, an awful move. Yeah. Right now you think, okay, yeah, well, that, that. No, yeah, be, it was it was good, good career move football wise, and like 
Um, it'd be good, good signing for them. Like they want to play in the Champions League or whatever. But at the time, like Steve Bruce, Steve like, Bruce, Mike Ashley, yeah, swirl of negativity. That would yeah, have, that, exactly. It would have just been like, why, why would you be? Why would you want to be seduced by that? And then also, they wouldn't have necessarily had the money, the money to do it. Um, so yeah, he was kind of in that bracket of nobody really looks at these guys because obviously they're brilliant or like they they've got the potential to be brilliant, but they've just come off a bad season, injuries, really expensive anyway. Like it doesn't add up. Um, and then you're left in a situation where, like in 2021, the year after, when there were loads of players who could have gone, didn't really have a home anywhere, and then they all ended up playing great again. And that's kind of what happens a lot too. Yeah, and you look at, at kind of, so to this point, the end of the uh, 1920 season, so uh, the end of Stones' fourth season at City, um, and you look at, at kind of how things have progressed... I, I think those those two kind of it, it felt feels at the time that those two kind of golden seasons where he was playing well and in the team, injuries aside, like they were only a season ago, but they felt so long ago, and they felt like like such a like it felt so far out of reach as well at that time, didn't it? Yeah, it did just feel like that was it. Um, no odd feelings, pal. But yeah, it's not worked out. Um, but and I mean, probably the best way to sum it up is Stones talking before the Champions League this yeah. year. Just looking back on it then, because that was probably, I think, as far as I remember, that was the most open he's been about it. And you could tell then that he kind of thought it was over as well. Or at least, you know, he gave a real insight into how difficult it was. And again, if he hadn't ever said this himself, then wouldn't dwell on it quite so much. But in terms of the arc and stuff, I think it's it's a fairly important one. Because it could have, you know, if somebody had, have, you know, if Villa had been around there spending a few quid um, with a good coach, you know, maybe they'd have done maybe they'd have like taken the punt and it had gone years ago we'd never have known but it's just funny how these things work out that's it for the free version of Let Me Talk if you subscribe on Memberfort then uh, members are getting a lot more insight into Stones' turnaround and we'll hear from the defender himself those ad-free episodes are longer and out earlier you can find out more on lmtpod.com if you want to send us an email hello at lmtpod.com is the address we're on Twitter Instagram and TikTok just search for us lmtpod and there's plenty of extra content there completely free thank you very much for listening we will see you next time Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.